0: You're probably not riding them. I would, I wouldn't go that far. I, this is not something I love. I don't no. To topic. I'm like I, trying to solve Disney's
1: problems here. <laughs> hey, y'all! It's LJ here, owner and founder of Smart Moms Plan Disney and Smart Moms Travel. We are so glad you're here for another episode
2: of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. Now,
1: here's your host, Ali.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. We are so excited today to sort of close out our discussions on where are you staying when you travel to Walt Disney World? We are, once again, so incredibly grateful for all of our listeners who have joined us, not only weekly, but in our online communities. We are loving getting to know you and plan with you, and we're just so excited and, once again, grateful. So thanks for being here and listening. Today, I am, once again, with LJ and Becky, and we are going to talk off-site stays.
2: <laughs> Hello!
0: This... <laughs> Hi to both of you, and it's very important that LJ and Becky are part of this conversation because not only have they stayed offsite, but they kind of live, you both kind of live offsite. Yep. And LJ, especially you. And I, you know, this is not something I love. I'm not, I, I do see the value and we're going to talk about it. But off site stays, that's a tough one for me. I feel like we should start
1: the whole episode by saying like when you were when you started to say we're so excited, I was like, Are we though?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because listen, don't stay off site. Like just don't do it. Any Disney is better than no Disney. And literally I would stay. Anywhere to get to Disney. So if it is the difference between not coming at all, then absolutely stay off site. And that's who we're talking to right now. This whole episode is directed at the person who is like, I cannot come to Disney unless I stay off site. If you have the funds, and we can sh- we can talk about how it does not take that much extra. And we talked before about how Disney has they don't have any two star hotels. So if you compare three star hotels to three star hotels. Disney's very comparable on price, but Disney does not have like the two stars or the the motel type places. So you are going to be going down into like to save money going down into like a two star. So I know I'm getting on a rant here, but I'm just I just want to say don't do it unless you have to.
2: I have a little bit of a different take on staying off-site. Obviously, I live in Florida, so I do have the option of staying all the different kinds of stays on a regular basis. But for me, what started my off-site was, one, I started my fascination with Disney travel at Disneyland. And off-site is the majority of Disneyland. But in Disney World, what brought us here the very first time was our timeshare. And so we stayed off-site in a very different way, but it's still a valid piece of conversation that we have with our clients if they're coming and doing things like timeshares or with Hilton or Marriott or things like that.
0: Yes, to both of you. I hear both sides. I, I understand. And I, LJ, when you said, is it the difference in going or not going? For me, that's like, okay, offsite, we can consider, we can see the value, we can really talk about why this is a great option, if it is the option. But if you're booking an offsite stay that you could book for close to the same price on, that's hard for me to validate. 100%. Mm-hmm. So and so, hard. yeah, and a lot of time people are thinking they're saving all this money. And upfront in the package, you are a lot of times, you know, you can see sometimes thousands of dollars in savings off the top. Right. Mm -hmm. But you are going to lose things that it's important. You realize that you're going to be maybe paying extra for, uh, that you're not going to be doing. If you're staying on site, you're going to lose some perks that we've talked about in our last few episodes about staying on site. You are going to have a different experience. And while that's okay, if it can be avoided, I think that it should be. Mm -hmm. I agree.
1: And I think that one of the common misconceptions is that it's going to be thousands of dollars more to stay on Disney property. And I honestly think that sometimes that's just from the fact that you see the package price, which is your stay as well as your tickets all together. And we can talk about that's actually a benefit of staying on site, that it's all together and that you can make payments. But when you're staying off site, I don't know about you guys. I am easily tricked about how much I'm paying for something. Kohl's gets me every time because when I'm in the (laughs) store, I'm like, they're giving Kohl's cash. It's like $50 (laughs) off because I'm getting 50 Kohl's cash. And then the next time I'm in there, I'm again shopping and I'm like, it's another 50. And it's the same pulse <laughs> cash that I already earned yeah. before. And I like just mental math, like to justify what I want to do. And I honestly feel like when you're seeing your hotel separate from your tickets, you're not always just doing the math to compare those things, adding those together and looking at the package. And I think if you do that and add in the other fees, like the parking and stuff like that, that's going to that you're going to pay. It's really not all that different, and I do promise we are going to stop stop trying to convince you to stay off site, and we're just going to try to help you do it sometime yeah. here in the near future.
0: We're going to do it, and let's 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 do this. What are the ways that off site makes sense? When do you stay off site, and this feels like the smartest I love decision?
1: This. I love it. That's a great question because it helps me try to solve the problem instead of just (laughs) rant about it. One for me is if you need a full kitchen, it is very expensive to go up to a full kitchen with Disney. If one of your party has allergies or something like that, Disney is great with allergies, but if there's a reason that you feel like you really need a full kitchen, that you're going to find them much cheaper elsewhere. I also think if you need to go up past a party of six and I say that and I'm a party of seven and I stay on site all the time, but um, I do feel like you do pay a premium once you get past that six, like the two bedroom where you need a two bedroom is a party of seven. And I feel like that's a pretty big jump in cost. I also think that if you're going to pay with points or something like that, if you're like a travel hacker and you know how to get hotels for free, then I feel like free is very hard to
0: argue with. Yeah, large parties, large groups. And, you know, you say six, but your family of seven, we mentioned this on the value episode, could actually do, you know, two connected value rooms, probably for similar in price. But Mm -hmm. I do agree that large groups that are spanning a couple families that maybe want to stay together, you know, you're going to have multiple adults. So larger groups with more than two adults. Also, we mentioned if it's the only way we can go, that's going to be a really, you know, then Absolutely. I think those are the two times when the offsite conversation are, is the most important. To me, staying offsite is means two different things. You can stay offsite where you are using those travel points like you mentioned both of you and you can heaven forbid you know maybe use an Airbnb which I could not mm. <laughs> I could not advise against more you know when you're going to Disney World. So there's that kind of offsite When you're kind of finding a place to stay and you think you're, you know, saving all this money and then you're going to do the tickets separately. And then there's offsite stays that are Disney good neighbor packages. Yeah. And that to me is two different conversations. So a good neighbor package for maybe listeners that don't know. This is really helpful information. There are resort areas around Disney World property, the Disney Springs area. Is considered a good neighbor area. It's an area called Flamingo Crossing, places like this that have, you know, Marriott's, Hilton's, places like that, that you can get different room sizes, suites, and you can actually still package them with tickets and make those payments. So you still capitalize on that perk, you know, the $200 deposit and then pay until you travel. So, you know, if you're cutting your package costs significantly and you're still getting those payments, a good neighbor package as an offsite stay is going to be very different than Airbnb verbo type mm-hmm. here's my room and here's my tickets
1: and also just a side note on that some of those you can now you're you do definitely have to do one or the other but some of the hotels that are good neighbor hotels also you're able to book on points so you're not going to be able to like use the good neighbor package. But if you're somebody who is like, I do want to use my points, it might be a way for you to look out and say what hotels are good neighbor hotels. Now you're not going to be able to book through Disney with your points. Come on Disney. That would be fabulous. But (laughs) being able to like use your points at a hotel that is a good neighbor hotel, you're still going to be able to use the shuttle and all that.
2: I think that that piece of wanting to save money is really, I don't know, for me, I think that's the whole purpose of staying offsite is staying or saving money. And I don't know that the amount of money you're saving to go to those um particular ones are worth the negotiation on, are we staying in the <sighs> bubble? Are we staying off? However, in terms of, if we're talking about saving money in other ways, like people, one that I hear often on wanting to stay offsite is about like continental breakfast. Some of those good neighbor hotels mm-hmm. that are there offer that continental breakfast
0: they do and having breakfast included is not something you're going to get at any disney resort on property and so that's where mm-hmm. a lot of families load up on food throw some fruit in the bag and go mm-hmm. is really cool you know if you're looking at the i'm going to buy my ticket separately and rent a house method because it's going to save me money well it's important that you know that tickets are paid for in full at the time of purchase so potentially thousands of dollars you know You're paying that sum right up front and it is non-refundable. You know, you're paying a four figure amount and you cannot recover that should something happen. Should your Airbnb cancel? Should your plans change? You're not getting that money back. Whereas if you need to stay off site and you go the good neighbor route, you're essentially putting down that $200 and it's locking in your tickets and room and you have that refundability.
2: I had another thought on saving money and Ali, you can attest to this just like I can, LJ, you can as well, obviously, but saving money with promos on site, right? How often do you have a promo pop up when you're staying on site and we can end up saving money that way, but when you're saving Um, off or if you're staying off site or at an Airbnb are they going to all of a sudden be like and we're running a promo and let's give you some money back or (laughs) let me give you the difference in the cost of that ticket that you already paid for now there's a promo oh shoot I already paid for it and you mean I can't get that money back like those promo drops are a big deal for us and let's not even get started with the
1: fact that the RBO and Airbnb are extremely unstable it's All the time you're hearing this, I, I, this canceled on the way down. I got here and off my flight and my Airbnb was canceled and I've had that happen. A huge group of us, like 30 of us had gone together to rent a a home and the prices were going up and up. It was around the 50th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And I swear that the Airbnb person was just like, I, I could make more on this. Mm Because they canceled and then they relisted it for more. And there's nothing to stop them from doing that. So even though we had planned ahead and like booked out when prices were still low, we just got booted. And thankfully, we were able to find Margaritaville, which is a good neighbor property. We were able to, they were able to get us in and help us. So. Yes.
0: That's what I was going to mention is there are options that you can package houses. So we're going to talk more about Margaritaville cottages for sure in this episode, but it just right here in this conversation, it's really important to know that if, if it's a house you're looking for, if it's a pool you're looking for, if it's a kitchen, you can do that in a good neighbor package. And so when you're thinking offsite, Really think about what does that mean and what is the smartest way I can do it and still be saving money and still be fiscally responsible. You know what I mean? Like don't throw thousands of dollars out and then not be able to recover it. So Uh there are ways to protect that. There are ways to strategize that. Of course, we are going to dig in. Is it my favorite way to go to Disney? Absolutely not. Do I believe in it in specific circumstances? Absolutely, yes. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about just why offsite stays are great options for a lot of families, maybe yours included. Hey, Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast listeners. Have you joined our online communities yet? You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast, where we're connecting daily with listeners, answering questions, and sharing our favorite Disney memories, joining one of our communities especially on Facebook, is like pulling up your own chair and joining the conversation yourself. Why let Tuesday be the only day you hear from us? Come join us to continue episode conversations or maybe even tell us if you disagree with something we've said. We're planning trips, offering tips, and ready for you to pull up your chair. So follow the links in our show notes and join us at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Welcome back, everyone. We are going to continue our offsite stay conversation. When does this option make sense? Are you in a large group? Do you need more space? Are there factors that are prohibiting you from staying in the bubble and experiencing that magic that we have talked so much about on the show? If yes, you're going to want to really pay attention because there are some things you have to keep in mind with offsite stays that, number one, you may not know, and number two, you need to know. If this is the option you're considering, we've kind of ragged on it a lot, so we're of course going to start with happy (laughs) because we need to. We need to. I I I really want listeners to know that I'm not just a hater of offsite stays. There Mm -hmm. are circumstances that you know this option makes me happy. As a travel agent, I've helped families that were like we have this very strict budget, but you know there are seven of us, and onsite it you know, zero percent. And I'm able to get them under budget off site. So I do see the value and I do love that it's available. So that's number one for me. That's what makes me happy is this option is why the masses can go to Disney. This makes this vacation, this once in a lifetime, I've got to take my kids vacation. Realistic.
1: Do you think Disney should just start having two-star hotels i know this is totally off topic but that's where my brain goes it's like
0: what if they had two-star hotels and could lower the cost i feel like it's so not them do you think it's the the hotels or do you think it's everything you're getting when you stand i think some of the perks is built in you know look at all you're gaining and so i think even if they made a lesser resort you're still you still have to pay a bit of a premium for being in that bubble Mm -hmm. yeah
1: that's true just the manpower they need to to like to pull it off.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Okay, sorry. I don't no. to go off topic. I'm like I, trying to solve Disney's problems here. <laughs> I don't think it is off topic. I think it's just a reality. You know, you're, you're not getting the same experience, but you are saving money and you are still getting the parks experience. You know, there's nothing saying that if you're doing a trip around the holidays and you're going to still see the parks, you can still go to the party and you can still ride the monorail and see the resorts around Magic Kingdom. You know, there are still things you can do. Is it going to be a full experience? In some ways, you know, in some ways. It can be
1: different. And we've talked about this before. I was that person who was like, offsite is the way to go. Like, I took 15 trips to Disney World and stayed offsite with points, renting houses. For me, it wasn't I wasn't going to go at all. It was like, if I stay as cheaply as I possibly can and like be in danger of getting murdered or anything like (laughs) that, stay under a bridge, doesn't matter. It means I can come to Disney again and again and again. And I was coming quarterly and then monthly on a very shoestring budget. And I was staying offsite every single time. And I was like, hardcore, offsite is better. And then I only stayed on site once just so that I could argue better because I kept getting people saying, well, you, if you haven't stayed on site, you really don't know. You can't compare them. And I was like, I'm going to do this just so that I have an argument there when that keeps coming up. Passionate arguer here. <laughs> and I ended up staying at uh, Riverside and that's a moderate with Disney. And I ended up being like, oh my gosh, these people are right. Like I have been totally wrong. On-site is so much better. But I'm just saying that to point out the fact that there really is, i like I did not know what I was missing. Your kids are not going to know what you were missing. Like you do, like they're not going to feel Like, oh, some other, like the rich kids are over there getting to meet Mickey at the pool. They don't know that. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what Mickey tie-dye is. No, exactly. stay at the red line in if you have to. And you're going to create those memories.
0: And that's what we did for so long. Yeah, and they're still going to see the castle. That's Disney World. You know, when a little kid finds out they're going to Disney World, Mm. that's what they are imagining. And you are still Mm -hmm. going to get those moments. You're still going to get that, turn on main street first view of the castle in your lifetime. And it doesn't matter where you're returning to at night. If it doesn't have to matter, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. it it is a great option. And the other thing that makes me super happy as we're talking about happy is the good neighbor option that we already kind of broke down and discussed. Disney makes it so that it's not only affordable, but they've partnered with hotels that they believe in. That's what makes these good neighbor resorts good neighbors is Disney supports them believes in their quality says you know what we will package our tickets and our Disney World experience with you even though you're not on our property because we believe that you're a quality option and so when you are going good neighbor you kind of have that Disney seal of approval and I think the Disney seal of approval when you're going to Disney World goes a really long way it matters I I
1: I felt like it was very much about Disney holding them to these standards,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I've stayed in Good Neighbor hotels several times, and I do feel like they're doing a really great thing. So if you can't stay on site, Good Neighbor is your next best option.
2: So I have um, several things that make me happy about off sites, and it's probably why I end up spent staying off site, even still today often because we often do last minute weekend getaways cause we're coming from South Florida. It's not exactly offsite like LJ lives, but it's close <laughs> enough that we're a couple hours away so we can decide to go up for the weekend. And even though when, Walt was envisioning Disney World. He was essentially wanting to build this world that you can completely check out of, build as many rooms as they want, all of those things. It still sells out. No matter how many rooms they have, they're still going to sell out. So if I'm wanting to go last minute on Memorial Day weekend or heading into Labor Day and the on-sites are all sold out, I can still find availability in hotels that I don't feel uncomfortable putting my family in. That's a really great point.
1: I love off-site so much
2: I moved here. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly exactly we all just need to stay at
0: lj's house <laughs> it's true it's true i there's a lot to be said that makes you happy the free breakfast at some of them is awesome mm-hmm. uh the i'm gonna say this in happy but then i'm also going to use it a little later in grumpy and maybe this is a good transition have, is this have we all kind of covered what makes us happiest about off-site right i mean it's accommodating have, large parties and budgets right
1: i i have one more I mean, we've talked about it, but this is the thing that makes me the happiest, which is the ability to use points. Like I love, love, love free stuff and I love using my credit cards and, and earning up all these points. And being able to stay anywhere for free is just so fabulous. So can I add that, is... that? Go ahead. You know,
0: here's here's the thing about that for me. If you're using points, you're no longer using a good neighbor package. Mm-hmm. And if I have points. I probably can keep them growing and maybe use them. Like I can use those on any vacation, you know, I can get a hotel in New York city on points. You know, those are expensive places. I'm just thinking expensive places. I may want to take my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So I almost would say I recommend most families envision doing a Disney world trip, right? Use your points on some of the other vacations you're planning. Use Disney's good neighbor option on your Disney trip.
1: I can't argue with you there. If you have a limited number of points, like Disney is not the best place to use them.
0: Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying though. So you get free hotels like on your other vacation that we can also help you plan. Yeah. So <laughs> <True>. <laughs> let's talk about grumpy then. Cause I want to say a happy that borders grumpy for me and, and you two can help me with this because full disclosure offsite is just not something I do a lot if ever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so here's one thing for me, some, but not all are going to offer shuttles to the parks. Mm -hmm. Some, but not all, require you to schedule that shuttle in advance. Uh, Some have a regulated schedule. Some go to the TTC, the Tickets and Transportation Center across from Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some maybe go to other parks. You know, I think there are some that specifically service, you know, whichever parks. And a lot of times, that's great. Like, I have clients say, oh, this one says it has a shuttle. And while I can say happily, that's true. I can also say there, this is what makes me grumpy about it, is there is an inconsistency there. There is a lack of reliability there. I don't know that the schedule can be completely trusted ahead of time. Am I going to easily be able to get back to my hotel after a long day? When a good neighbor says, we provide shuttle service to Epcot, does that actually mean you're getting Mm. dropped at the TTC to catch the monorail to Epcot? You know how many forms of transportation are you taking and how easy is it to get this said shuttle?
1: I am not a fan of the shuttles. I'll be honest. I feel like it's, it's for me it's the thing that's, uh, I would use it if I had to. If it was the difference between uh, coming to Disney or not, I would definitely use it. But I, I I'm with you, Allie, where it's like the unreliability and the waiting is I'm like, let me just Uber really fast. Like you're, you're time is at a premium when you're at Disney world and I love math. So I make all lots (laughs) of decisions with math that most people don't ever think about. But I think about the cost of like your total trip. Like if you're spending a few thousand dollars on this trip and then you only have, you know, 16 hours that you're awake each day I have figured out that it's it makes no sense for you to spend time and that's what we've talked before about like my policies or like the law of LJ Mm -hmm. and I'm like one of them is that I do not like take two forms of Disney transportation because I just know if I have to like take the monorail somewhere so that I can take the bus to somewhere else or anything similar I know it's going to take too long and it's going to cost me too much my time where if I would just spend like the 17 dollars to get across property I'm buying, I'm effectively buying back, you know, an hour of Disney time. And that makes sense to me. So with the shuttle, like when we have stayed at the good neighbor hotels, I have been like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'll spend the 17 bucks. And you are so close to being on property with these good neighbors that you are still going to have very low Uber costs, or you can rent a car, then you have parking. And this is what I'm saying is like, when you are comparing costs for one versus the other, add in these things. Like if you are the family who's like, I'm totally fine to get up at 7 a.m., get on the first shuttle, stay all day, come back on the last shuttle, then maybe the shuttle is okay. If you're the family that's like, no, I want to sleep in. I want to go to the parks at nine. There's no shuttle. Then I'm going to Uber. Just count that in. Like here's 17 here, 17 here, parking. If you're going to do a rental car, the cost for the rental car, add those costs in. And you may be a lot closer to being able to be on property than you think. And then if it's a matter of just, you know, being on beans and rice a little bit at home, <laughs> I'm like,
2: let me do it. I think that, that that piece that you're explaining right there, LJ, is exactly why staying off-site seems like it's going to be the cheaper option. Because you're overlooking the, am I going to be Ubering? How much is that? You don't know because are you going during peak time? It's going to be a lot more expensive. The parking fees, both at your hotel and if you rent a car and park, at the parks, you're going to be paying double parking, right? The tolls, the gas, the, I don't know, the things that you completely keep out of the budget where when you're staying on site,
0: do not have to be a part of that conversation. Right. And that's the grumpy component here. There are going to be hidden fees that don't exist when you're on site, you know, and can you really budget them perfectly? Can you really figure out what a real savings is? Because the package cost is not. And now that we have dining plans returning in 2024 and you can include a portion of your dining in your on-site package, well, now you're losing even more being off site. You know, now you're still having to mentally budget for things that you can't really, really price out perfectly.
2: Yeah. There was also another piece of the conversation, Allie, that you introed with on our Grumpy, which was pools. I know one of the things when I'm talking to clients about off-site stays. Something that comes up often is, oh, I saw this picture of a hotel that has this amazing water park, and they get so excited about envisioning their kids going to that water park and having so much fun. What often happens through conversation and research from my side, hoping to help them plan the dream vacation they're envisioning, is they realize, oh, that that splash pad water park that they are envisioning their kiddo do- going to is $25 per person per day, in addition to the cost of their hotel, or that the water park actually is only open from 10am to 5pm. And so that's the exact same time they're going to be in the parks. And so there's no time to use those pools anyway. And so all of those pieces add up to why we need to be considering all of the picture, not just the little picture that's on the front page of a hotel that you're dreaming about.
0: Yeah, there is a sense of I really need to think through every element of this vacation if I'm doing it offsite. Mm-hmm. whereas with Di- like Disney on site, those buses are going to be always available for you. You're going to be taken care of. You're part of their cast while you're there. You know, you are part of it. You are involved and they're going to make sure you have a great time. Whereas off site, you've got to do a lot more of that mental preparation. And that, you know, that's there's nothing to be said for that added element of stress.
1: I have a grumpy and that is that when you are staying off site, mom is not really on vacation. Mm. I, I feel this very, very strongly that when you are off site, there's so much that is still to be done. If you're cooking, if you're cleaning and these VRBOs and these Airbnbs are giving you a laundry list of things that you had to do. I've told you guys my horror story of needing to like strip all the beds and start the first load of wash. And taking the trash, not only just like out, but like taking it to the dump, like that was across the community and having to like climb up and like use the gross stick to like push the garbage. It's on my, it's actually in my highlights and my stories, if you guys want to go check it out. But when you're off site, there's so much that mom is just still doing. And I could run a whole like campaign on the fact that when you stay on site, mom is on vacation too. You're not cooking you're not cleaning, you're not doing any of that extra work. Now, as far as your kids, you're still going to be parenting. In a way, you kind of get out of parenting a little bit too, because Disney entertains your kids so much more effectively than anyone else. I will time like our pool time to their pool party, because Mm -hmm. I know that my kids are going to be totally engaged and playing and doing game time with them. And I can sit to the side and get a little tan, get a little reading in. I throw some life jackets on my kids that I know Disney is going to provide. So I don't have to be concerned about that. Their lifeguards are like highly trained. They just do take some of the parenting off you as well. And so you do feel like you legitimately get a break. Whereas staying off site, I don't feel like you get that break.
2: I feel like that could be Disney's motto. Like, you know how we get these spammed advertisements on our social medias as parents. Disney could be like, Come relax, Mom. Disney's got you, kind of idea.
1: Exactly. Ooh, you're making me
0: want to run an ad.
1: <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs>
0: I. It's so true. And then the biggest, biggest grumpy is going to be all of the perks. In addition to what we've already said, that you miss out on, whether you do Good Neighbor, whether you do, you know, a room, house, whatever it may be, a ticket separately. You are not getting the early entry to the park. You're not getting the advanced dining window, which if you have important character meals or things that you want to experience on your trip, you're going to have a really hard time getting them because on-site guests get a 10-day priority ahead of you. You're going to miss uh, individual lightning lane priority. So those iconic, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron, things like that, you're probably not riding them. You know, you're not getting the individual lightning lane
1: I, would, I wouldn't go that far. I feel like you can. I feel like you may not be riding them as conveniently. And when and maybe when they first first drop, I feel like it was very hard to ride those things when they first came out. But like now, I will agree with you, though, that it's not always convenient. I will miss like you the can first get, round.
0: You can get a virtual queue. And you can get a virtual queue off site. But you cannot, you won't get a lightning lane. Because those are reserved for only on-site. And so that's going to be... So you're right. You probably can ride it. Oh, my, virt-
1: my apologies. I misunderstood what you were saying.
0: Yeah. So your virtual queue, you're going to wait two hours for Tron. You know, whereas your Lightning Lane, you're going to wait 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. I think that's a huge perk if those headliner attractions are important to you. It's the difference of waiting, you know, two hours for Mine Train or 20 minutes. And everybody wants to ride Mine Train. Heck Yes. You know, and so you're going to miss that priority in the dining and the extra hours and all of those things. Now, I want to use this to transition a little bit into sleepy because there actually are a few good neighbor hotel packages that are still going to give you some but not all perks. There are some that will give you the early entry or the individual lightning lane priority or both. I don't believe any of them offer that dining window priority. So that's a huge one. But one good sleepy, I, I want to talk about the best off-site options. You know, where are you sleeping off-site? That's going to be the best. I We have to give a little shout out quickly to the Swan and Dolphin and the Swan mm-hmm. Reserve. These are, I grew up thinking these were Disney hotels, <laughs> you know, Disney resorts. They're on property. Like if we're being real, they're sitting next to the boardwalk. They're a two-minute walk over to the boardwalk area. They're walkable to two parks, Epcot and Hollywood Studios, but they are Marriott properties and they're considered off-site. I
2: stayed at the Dolphin recently, which just humorous. Um, I find it funny every time we pull on my kids are like, "Why is that called the Dolphin? It looks like a fish." Like, but <laughs> <laughs> I digress. It's a it, it back. It's a
1: dolphin. <laughs> it, it is a dolphin fish. Just so. That's it's that okay. is what, so it's on repeat in my family too. It's like, I need that like staples button where like you would push it and be, it would be like, that was easy. I need one that says it's a dolphin fish. It's a dolphin. Because fish. my kids are like, it's a fish. Why? And I'm like, wait, oh. wait, that animal is actually called a dolphin fish. Yes. It's that is, see, people don't even know this. Yep. Wow.
2: The the Google search uh, when this episode drops is now going to be, is dolphin fish? A thing?
0: <laughs> I'm like really amazed right now. So it's not called the Swanfish. (laughs) Okay. All right. I got it. All right. Well, I did not know any of this. And so, you know, you learn something
2: new. Learn something new. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So when I stayed at the Dolphin, the location was phenomenal. We were able to walk in that back gate to Epcot. All of the things that I love about that Epcot area was being met by staying at the Dolphin. However, when I came down the elevator... I did not feel the magic that I feel when I'm staying Mm -hmm. at Disney property. It felt like I was in a convention center with tons of professionals with their laptops out working in the lobby. I didn't see like the Mickey ears and the Mickey shirts. Like it was I, I was very close. It There were there were things missing that was like, yeah, I definitely am not at Disney. And that's on our walk back at the end of, we had our extra magic hours, right? You get that when you're staying there, those deluxe hours. But we're walking back. The sprinklers turned on on us on our walk back. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Disney is not managing this property. They would yeah. not be spe- sprinkling while we were walking back <laughs> at the end of the night. Kind of things that were just like,
0: uh, Visitors may get wet.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, totally agree that like my vote if you're gonna stay quote-unquote off-site the swan and what will hence be known as the dolphin fish (laughs) will are the best option for you and i love that you mentioned that they're marriott properties because throwback to what i said about points you can use your marriott points to book the swan and dolphin fish and (laughs) How long can, can I milk
0: this joke? <laughs> you can also <laughs> you can also book it as a package. And you know what it is about this property is that to me it's you're not using Swan Dolphin Dolphin Fish. You're not using it as a way to save overall money, right? Like when you're right. booking a good neighbor package, you're thinking how can I save a thousand or more on my package. When you're booking this property, it's more. How can I stay deluxe and save money? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be so pretty expensive. It's going to be more than the value packages, but maybe you can afford more, but maybe you can't afford deluxe. But Becky just mentioned you still get deluxe after hours. You're still in this deluxe resort area. So here is an quote unquote offsite option that you're not really booking because you want to save overall money. But to me, it's more of a, I want to save and stay luxe. And so...
1: Like a value for your money conversation. Versus correct. Overall versus savings. I need an...
0: Yes, exactly. And so that is why we had to start our sleepy conversation with that. Because it really is kind of a gem. It is giving you incredible perks for an incredible savings. But you are losing a bit. You're losing a little bit of the perks um, while still maintaining some. And you're losing some of the magic, like Becky said.
1: And the costs are to to like to exist at the Swan or Dolphin are higher. Like you're going to pay to park. You're going to pay for this. You're going to pay for that. The food was very expensive. So to the point where I was like, oh no, we're not eating here again. Like Mm -hmm. I think we ate there once when we were staying there. And after that, we walked to the boardwalk. We walked to Yacht Club. We walked to Beach Club. We walked to Epcot. Like when Disney's
2: prices are lower than the cafeteria, it's, it's saying something. It really is. And that actually hints at something that we haven't really touched on, which a lot of these off-site
0: hotels have resort fees that can stack up significantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. when People are always shocked when we're booking Disney packages and they ask me, what are the resort fees? I'm like, nope, everything's rolled in right here. Mm -hmm. This is everything. What you see is what you get. And that's important. That's a good point. I think this is perfect to say that for any smart moms, travel agents listening today, our hidden Mickey will be dolphin fish. (laughs)
1: oh my god yes girl
0: other good off-site options my favorite is margaritaville cottages so lj you mentioned them a little bit for me this is a no-brainer this is the option that can sleep a huge party you can get mm-hmm. three four five bedroom cottages that are your own house tons of space full kitchen and wait for it private pool mm-hmm. your own mm-hmm. pool and it's in a package. You can get everything I just said and your tickets rolled into a Disney package with the $200 deposit, like all of that. So you are going to give things up. You got to think about how are you getting to the parks, you know, roll in your add up your parking fees, things like that. Let go of some of the perks, the extended hours, the early entry, uh, the dining priority, everything we've mentioned. Let go of that. But look at what you're gaining. And I think for a lot of groups, it makes sense. Especially if you're wanting to spend a lot
2: of time together um, with your party. Like maybe a family reunion kind of setting. That might be a really good way to have that more communal space to spend time together.
1: I'm a huge fan. Huge fan of Margaritaville. I loved our stay. It was that same experience you're talking about. A lot of togetherness. Wanting to be together for the 50th. I think we had well over 20 women. It might have been closer to 30 that stayed in one property and we we loved it and there I felt like there was there was nothing to be mad about I can't there was no grumpy when it comes to Margaritaville so I'm very positive on Margaritaville for sure
0: yeah and it has a water park it does cost extra but it has a phenomenal water park which is a really cool a really cool thing other awesome options for sleepy when you're looking off-site really most of the Uh, good neighbor packages in the Flamingo Crossing or Disney Springs area. They're very, very close to property, easy access, especially Disney Springs because you're walking to a bubble experience with Disney Springs, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of hotels there. So I really like it. And they just built that new Drury Inn, which I did stay at. I know I said I don't stay a lot. I did stay at the Drury actually, this is very funny. Uh, Becky helped me book it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was was traveling and we didn't realize we were going to make it all the way to Disney. And I was a poster child for my life because I just didn't have the capacity or ability to get myself a room there. And I needed a room there in like a few hours. And so I literally was like, (laughs) Becky,
2: <laughs> like, can you please be my travel
0: agent? And can you book me offsite at the Drury? And she did. And we stayed there for a night. We had a huge room. Uh, it was really lovely. It did have a shuttle. We did not use it. We had our car and we were driving onto property the next day to start our spring break trip at Coronado. Uh, so we didn't use that. It was there. And they did have the free breakfast. Now, <laughs> this was a little bit, this peeved me a little bit because they had said breakfast is available till 10 a.m. And we had been driving all night. So we're slow starters. We had no plan. We were going to like the character warehouse that day. And I thought we really want to capitalize on this free breakfast. I want to check it out. Make sure I have some, you know, information for my clients. I have a lot of people that want to stay there. And we went down about 940, which I think is acceptable when breakfast is supposed to be served till 10. Mm -hmm. And it was it was all cleaned up. There was like nothing left.
1: Mm, I hate that. It's that is that's a huge grumpy for me. And I've, I've had this experience as well, not at that same hotel, but at others. And I'm like, what, how
0: can you just do this to me? Yeah. They had like a big vat of oatmeal and two pancakes that I like cut up and made look like a Mickey for my son. (laughs) (laughs) They were literally wheeling the cereal cart away as we're trying to grab the offerings. It was, it was a little odd, but it was there. And from what I could tell, it had been a nice uh, spread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, while it was there. But I do think the jewelry is nice. You actually do get some additional Disney parks with that one. Um, so it's just important you ask your travel agent, hey, what good neighbor options do I have where I still can get some of the perks? I understand I'm not going to get them all. Um, you know, location even being one. So I think when you're thinking Sleepy, Really think, why am I staying off-site? What is the main factor? Is it budget or size? And then think about how you can really tweak that answer and come up with the best plan. Because not all good neighbors, not all off-site options are created equally.
1: I love that, Allie. I, I think I think that that's the key, is that if you are just thoughtful about what do you want out of the experience and why are you... like With the default being that an on-site stay is the best thing. If I am not doing that for the... For a certain reason. What is that reason? And then how do I serve that purpose the best?
0: And that's the doc strategy. You know, here's doc in our sevens. This is what it is. You strategize you think about the why, why am I doing this? Why am I making this choice? Knowing that there is a better option, you know, but why is this the one I'm picking? And then how do I make it work for me? How do I make this make the most sense? And that's your doc strategy, right? I also think a really important doc is I don't, I think a lot of people know this, but I think a good number of listeners probably don't. You're when you're missing that dining priority window that we mentioned, It's a really big deal. You know, you're not going to get to eat with the princesses on your dining day. It's just it's the reservation will not be there. You can get up at 6 a.m. and you can look for it, but it's it won't be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bibbidi-bobbidi, not going to be there. Building a droid. not These things just they go away. They're not always available. And people have been booking for 10 days prior to you looking. What you can do to doc strategize against that is sign up for paid like text alerts. And there are these services, mouse dining being one of them, where You can just set an alert for the restaurant day time that you're wanting. And I've snagged tons of reservations for myself that way. And that's a good strategy when you're staying off site, like you are going to miss your priority window, but Hey, there is a way that you can still try to recover some of what you want.
1: It's seriously, what is it? A couple of dollars for mouse dining and it's the best couple, (laughs) like like forgo a coffee. It's forgo your Starbucks once and it's a fabulous investment and day of, or the day before Mm -hmm. things just start opening up. You know, actually I did this yesterday, just yesterday. And as we're recording this, it's the third of July, tomorrow's the 4th of July and I have no plan for the 4th of July I've been focused on my London trip I've got like a rewards trip coming up and we're also staying at Beach Club next like in a couple days and I was like man okay I have no plan for the 4th of July and so I decided I really wish I would have gotten a dining reservation for like one of the monorail resorts so that Mm -hmm. we could watch the 4th of July fireworks Mm -hmm. from Magic Kingdom from one of those and of course there's nothing available and I have a big family but I'm like no problem I'll put a mouse dining
0: yeah, seriously, that's that's just a great strategy. And I think it's one of the most important ones. And I don't even recommend paying for a dining alert service for two months i think a month before travel you're only going to need to invest one month in it because that's when the reservations the week of your trip or when reservations are going to start opening up you know people changing their plans changing their mind and and so you don't even need to invest in something like that for a long time i just think it's something you have to know about if you're staying off site because that's going to be how you're getting the dining can't really help with individual lightning lanes can't really help strategize against some of the other perks you lose but that one is you can strategize against it. Do you have any other docs that you're thinking about other than just really strategizing the the reason why you're staying offsite, and then of course the dining. Uh, I think in a doc strategy, staying offsite, you just have to play
2: into being flexible in scheduling because you do not know how long traffic getting into the bubble is going to take. Um, you might end up scoring a last minute dining reservation. And so then you are going to have to be able to adjust. And so just being flexible with those kinds of things, knowing that Disney is not in control of management of all of your outside of the bubble activities. Yeah. That's, that's, I, those are the important ones. My
1: doc is the math thing and mm-hmm. maybe I'm just a huge nerd for this, but I am very much about like, just like you said about the Swan and Dauphin being about like value for the cost that's how I try to live my life is like, I'm not, I don't even like the word cheap. I'm not like a cheap, cheap person. I'm not trying to save every cent or anything like that. I'm like not a fan of Dave Ramsey at all, but I am very frugal. Like I want to have the best experience for the least amount of cost. And I think that a doc strategy that goes along with staying offsite is having that In the forefront of your mind, not being like, I have to not spend any money, but being willing to make your life and your day go better and easier by spending a little bit here and there. And maybe staying off site gives you that ability to where, you know, you can do the Uber here and there. You can, you know, splurge on something that you couldn't have otherwise, like a special dining experience or bibbidi-bobbidi for your kids or the droids. Um, so I, my doc strategy is to use offsite as a tool to make your entire experience better.
0: It can truly be the difference in eating inside the castle or not. It really, really mm-hmm. can. And yeah. so for that, I love it. And I think staying off-site, I want to transition into bashful as we move here through the sevens. I think off-site is like the ultimate answer to the ultimate bashful. Like, can my family get to Disney World? Off-site makes that answer yes, you know, it, for so many people. And so I, I think I love that aspect of it. And then I also think a good one is families may think, well, I still have a complete experience if I am staying, you know, at the Fairfield at Disney, you know, in Flamingo Crossing for a good neighbor package. And, and the answer is, yeah, it'll be complete in its own really unique way. Absolutely.
1: You don't even know know what you're missing you will not be sitting there thinking this experience could have been so much better if I stayed on site because you just don't know that is what happened with us for so many trips before we were like oh yeah (laughs) so it's fine and in a way you know what if you're if that's where you are in your life right now by all means go enjoy all the off stays the off-site stays because then, once you go on site, you're never going to want to go back. So, yeah,
2: true. <laughs>
0: do give as you a good appreciation. Can.
1: And then, when you go on site, then you're going to be ruined for it, I think.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side of that coin, my sneezy, the thing I avoid is just doing any of this when it's not totally necessary. You know, like if you can get on site, we said it over and over, beating a dead horse, just do it you know, I'm avoiding going this route if it's possible to do another way. And I'm also avoiding doing it the accommodations and tickets separately. I'm avoiding doing it if I can't just get the package still, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just it. That's to me a no brainer. I totally
1: agree with you about the package being so key and I don't think a lot of people cliff notes version is being able to make payments like locking in both your stay and your tickets being able to make payments on those both of those together being able to make any change that you need to make up to 30 days beforehand so if you're a family that's like I'm not sure we're going to be able to make this work okay that's fine we've all been there before go ahead. Can you make the $200 work? Okay. Let's get you a good neighbor package. Put the $200 down, put 50 bucks a paycheck away or make the payment each every two weeks or whenever you get paid. And then as it gets closer, evaluate whether you really can afford it or not. Do the math again. That's like, okay, I have, you know, 2000 left and I have 20 weeks to go. Can I afford to make that payment? If not you with Disney, you always have the ability to say, Hey, Allie, if she's your travel agent, Allie, can you push this out four months? What's available in months from when I have it booked? Let's, cause that's the time I need to make the payment. Mm-hmm. And I swear like that is where making it happen for your kids is possible. Like the flexibility and being able to continue say, you know what? I need the money I've paid on this vacation a new furnace for my house because mine just went out and Disney is going to refund you what you have paid. And let's try to get that thing booked again because nobody yeah. should never get to go to Disney. So pay your furnace, rebook, and continue to make the payments until it happens for you.
0: Exactly. And you're not going to get to do that if you do the accommodations and tickets separately. Every, the scenario you just laid out, the what ifs, uh, the flexibility, that all goes away. Yeah, that flexibility is uh,
2: such a peace of mind as a mom when you're trying to manage your budget. It's you can't understate that piece alone. Yeah. And And it's it's
0: why I'm sneezy about it. I'm sneezy about not doing it together. There's nothing else in the world that is as flexible as I'm like
1: planning our trip to Europe. Nobody is telling me. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Just yes, go ahead, Scoot it back one. Go, you know, go ahead do this. You know, yes, I'll give you a refund. Nobody is telling me that. I booked something on the wrong day and no refund for me. Uh like and I I I booked the Peppa Pig tea party in London for the wrong day and they would move it for me, but they charged me 10 pounds per person, so 80 pounds, which is like I don't know, like 110, 120. I was like, okay, well, I had to pay it because yeah. I didn't
0: want to miss out on the Peppa Pig tea party. <laughs> yeah. Take me with you. I want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm sorry. I, uh, I want to close out the sevens with dopey. And LJ, it feeds into what you have been saying this whole episode. It's to me, anyway. Don't jump in just glossy eyed thinking, I'm saving all this money without actually talking about the things we've talked about where's the extra money coming from what are you going to have to account for that you wouldn't have to account for if you were staying on site and how much is your time going to be stretched differently than if you were on site and those are the dopey mistakes you know the things we don't want to want to do is just jump in without considering all the factors that we've talked about in this whole segment
1: and shameless plug your travel agent can do that for you we like A lot of people don't understand that having a travel agent does not cost you anything extra. Like you're going to get our wisdom, our knowledge, our guidance. You're going to get Becky researching the pool to make sure that it's open for you. Like you're (laughs) getting all of that for free. We get paid by the person that you stay with at no additional cost to you.
2: I had um, a couple dopeys written down. Um, one of them w- that we haven't touched too much on is the rental car. And I thought it may be in kind of a negative piece because of the parking and the toll roads and gas and all of that piece. But also it could be a happy because I don't know, like... If you're staying on Disney property, having a rental car could be cool to be able to go to the character warehouse. Like there are benefits to that as well. Like I could see how spinning it both directions with that. And then also my other dopey is leaving the park midday if you're staying off site. Because you know mm. you're gonna get back and you you have the best intentions of the world to get back there and see Tinkerbell fly for the fireworks, but it's not happening. You're gonna get back to your hotel and be like, Do I wanna do that again in reverse? It's yeah, mm-hmm, you're not gonna make it back. You, you know it, what
1: Becky that's yeah. the biggest dopey ever don't leave the park to like try to go to Burger King for lunch or something like that if you <laughs> want to save money on your food and not eat in the park bring it in with you you know the that hard one. thing
0: too the hard thing too I love that you said that I, I think I agree with you that it's like the biggest one because if you're going on a multi-generational trip which so many of my families that I help are You know, when you're staying off site, it it makes it harder to split up. You know, if you have a family and you have grandparents and you're a family and there's a baby, right? When you're on site, somebody can take baby back midday for a nap and some cool down while everybody else busts out the big attractions, you know, and then baby and whomever returns for the evening. And it's easy. It's easy to split up. It's easy to go do what you need to do when you're off site with a group that doesn't want to do the same thing from sunup to sundown you know, who's, who's taking the car, who has the things we need, you know, are you leaving and you're going to be three hours to get back to it? You know, these are factors that really change. They have to consider because it's, it's, it's not going to be as easy. I think that does it for the sevens. You know, these are the reasons that it makes sense. These are the reasons that it doesn't. This is how you can strategize. Offsite is an option, but there's a way to make it an option that makes the most sense for your family. And hopefully you have a smart mom's travel agent, one of us or someone else that can really break down the reasons why and make sure you're really making the most informed decision for your family. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will hit the lightning lane. Hey
2: there, friends. I'm Katie Boone, one of your podcast co-hosts. I'd love to invite you to join my Facebook Disney planning community called Planning Disney with Babies, Toddlers, and Preschoolers. In my group, I love discussing all the aspects of planning your magical vacation with little ones. Find my community at facebook.com groups slash Disney with little ones. Again, that's facebook.com groups slash Disney with little ones. When you join, don't forget to tell me you heard about my group on the podcast see you there
1: hey there y'all this is lj and this is the ferris segment of them all and today we are talking about staying off-site if you've been listening you know that i was a hardcore off-siter i was in the facebook groups arguing with strangers i was a big fan of running houses i would stay in these places on i drive i stayed you know bonnet creek i would stay anywhere to save some money I felt like Disney's Disney no matter what. Even if you have a fabulous experience off-site, you're only having about 60 to 70% of the experience that somebody is having on-site because so much is happening in the Disney bubble. Let's talk off-site and where's the best place to stay offsite? We're just going to say that if you can't stay on-site, the next best thing that you should do is definitely stay in a good neighbor property. Good Neighbor Hotels are hotels that Disney works with, and they have agreements, and Disney holds them to higher standards. They have to have shuttles. They have to have a dedicated uh, person there to help you with your Disney trip. They'll usually sell tickets there. They'll be able to help you a lot more than just any old random hotel. You'll also get some of the perks of being able to book with a travel agent and will be able to help you we can set up a package through Disney. So you're actually just paying Disney directly and they pay the hotel. You're able to make payments on your trip this way. Just get a quote from one of my travel agents for a good neighbor hotel. You're going to see that you're going to get all these amazing things. I think the biggest thing for me is like the ability to, to treat it as a package so you can make payments on it, make changes to it if you need to, and still have like Disney backing everything. On-site is better. Good neighbor is the next step. If you Can't do that, don't want to do that for whatever reason. I would say that my next thing is probably to do a VRBO or an Airbnb. I'm hesitant there to like recommend that because we've, they've become so much more hit or miss. We've seen a lot of them cancel last minute, leave people high and dry. We see it in the Facebook group. In case you don't know, we have a really big, giant Facebook group, Smart Moms Planning Disney. And you'll see it more often that people are like, okay, I'm on the way to Disney right now, and my VRBO just canceled on me. What am I going to do? At that late stage in the game, you're going to pay extra a lot more for a hotel, or you'll be lucky if you can get on Disney property. That's why I, I lean towards maybe telling you to just get a good hotel that's nearby Disney might be something that's a better option versus a VRBO when is staying off site a good idea i think when you have a lot of people that you want to all stay together i do think of VRBO and or a airbnb is a great option for that the second thing is if you need a full kitchen disney's full kitchens are a little bit pricey and i feel like a vrbo might be a good option if you need a full kitchen but um still you should
2: probably just stay on property hey wait 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 i know you're ready to get back to the podcast but i've got something very simple for you to do join my facebook group disney planning made simple i'm stacy one of your podcast hosts and i have a
1: sweet friendly facebook group made for those of us who thrive in the simple pleasures of life things like family food and disney join at facebook.com groups disneymadesimple disney made simple or follow with the link in the show notes we'll be so
2: happy to see you there
0: all right, we are back. We are going to hit the lightning lane. Quick questions about staying off-site. Your opinions, ladies. Are you ready? That's us Ready, go. ready. Becky, what's better about staying off-site? The price or the size of room you can get?
2: Oh, probably the price. The price range available. It's, it's a bigger range when you
0: stay off-site. Ooh, LJ, same question. I don't think the price difference is that much, so I'm going to say the size of the rooms. Hmm, both good. <laughs> Would you rather, LJ, stay in the Disney Springs area... Or the Flamingo Crossing area?
1: I got to be honest. I have not stayed in the Flamingo's Crossings area. So I am not an expert about that.
0: I do think the Disney Springs area is very good. I'd be Dan- Disney Springs, hands down. It's are I mean- still right there by the bubble. Mm-hmm. Becky, would you rather go off-site to get a suite or a cottage?
2: If it was Margaritaville, a mm-hmm. cottage for sure. But overall, I'm good with a suite. I don't need a ton of space for what we use at our hotel.
0: LJ, would you rather rent a car, drive, and park at the parks, or get an Uber?
1: Generally, Uber—it's just so much more convenient. What if you have all five of your kids with you? If I ha- no, you can't do it. It's just my exactly. kids are you, car seats and the the blow up bumble butt. You guys have the bumble <laughs> butt for your kids? No, it's like the logistics of it. So they do have the Uber car seat that has one car seat, but at this point, we need two uber car seats to come get us so if i have all my kids absolutely not
0: yeah becky which perk do you think is harder to lose individual lightning lane priority booking or dining priority booking
2: that is so hard um probably gosh Probably individual lightning lane, but because that's like what I'm wanting to do is ride the rides and and do all that piece. But I actually think the biggest thing for me pulling out of the Disney bubble is the extra hours, like that extra time in the morning or the extended evening hours. Like, that's my biggest thing to give up. That's my answer too. not that you asked me,
0: but those are (laughs) well, (laughs) well, I was going to ask you next, what's harder to lose individual lightning lane priority or extended hours in the parks? I would say
1: extended hours because you can, it's like you own the park. Like, nobody's there. It really does seem like the crowds are just, like, evaporating. And I would almost. I feel like I don't even want to go. Like, some days I'm like, okay, we're going to head over at 8. Because watch my, you'll see me in the stories. Like, okay, here I am going to the parks at 8 p.m. Because. You know, I, I just love owning the park, feeling like it's my place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you get early entry, even staying value. So that's yep. a big one. You can get a lot done in that time. Tons. All right. That is going to do it for us on this episode about offside stays for the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. As always, if you are planning, looking at planning or ready to start planning again, and you don't already have a Smart Moms travel agent, be sure to check out the link in our bio, get connected with one of our show hosts and get planning your next vacation. Be sure to sprinkle some pixie dust on all of our social media so that you are following us, keeping up with our latest episodes, and joining the conversation on Facebook and Instagram and anywhere that you may listen. Stay up to date with the Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you real soon.